0: And I am Kyle, and we are excited to have you on for part two of our discussion. Hopefully, you enjoyed it last week. If you're just hopping in and you didn't listen to last week yet, I'd advise you to go back, (laughs) listen to it, share it, listen to all of our episodes. But we are in part two of talking about gun control and talking about the debate of gun control versus gun rights and really how the conversation is a logical conversation. It's a needed conversation. It's a necessary reformation in some areas, but the conversation's gone sour. And we got a little bit vulnerable last week. I talked about me just being a gun rights activist and well, I wouldn't say activist, I don't <laughs> march or promote anything, but but if I had to pick a side, I'd be more, I would lean more on the gun rights side than gun reform. But understanding in that vulnerability that reform isn't always bad and there is a need for reformation at times in life. And so just talking about the lack of trust and why we see the lack of trust and the lack of education on both sides of the argument. And so we went through... And we said, hey, we are going to do top 10 discussions, top 10 debates. Now, we did state these won't necessarily be the top 10 debates in your home or the top 10 debates on your social media, but doing research, these were the top 10 arguments for gun reform. And so we hashed the top 10 that legislators were following suit with, not just in America, but across the globe why certain countries like France, certain countries like Australia had also gone through these things. And so what we did is we went through the top five, and I'll just highlight those. But like I said, you can go back and you can listen to these. But the first one we talked about was the argument that the Second Amendment only gives the right to own guns for the use of militia. We vetted that out, flushed it out, went through what the Second Amendment said as far as the right to bear arms and the infringement of rights. And then the the second argument that we talked about was the Second Amendment only applied to muskets. As you know, we are always going to be guys that promote truth, whether it's against our bias or not. We want to educate you guys. We want to educate ourselves. And we have to understand that with the Bible, we talk about making sure that we read things in context. And we're going to say the same thing about the Constitution. And so, we hovered over that for a minute and talked about what the founding fathers meant when they said that it was our right to fight against a government that was opposing the people in a criminal way. And then the argument number three was that criminals won't have guns if we ban them. That is probably one of the more popular ones that we've heard. Usually that's an argument that's made in a household family setting. Because that's the go-to argument. Criminals won't have guns if we ban them. And we dissected that using several different items to prove that to be a fallacy. And then the fourth one was another popular one, one that we're hearing legislators talk about in mainstream today in America, which is AR-15s and other semi-auto rifles should be banned. This is the one that we talked about. It scares most of us gun owners because we felt like, hey, listen, if we start giving up our common weaponry, there's no stopping that. That's just the start of something bigger at hand. And so that's where a lot of us gun owners will camp out on that argument because we feel like at that point, that's where the trust is being lost. That's where the rights are being infringed on. And then we ended our conversation with the fifth argument where we talked about the age limit, and the argument was that we must raise the rifle purchase age to 21 years old. And so we discussed that a little bit, and then we ended that. And so we're going to pick up today here, when Kevin's going to open us up with this, but we've got five more that we want to go through, five more of these arguments that we want to go through as far as gun ownership, gun control, and gun rights.
1: Yeah, 100%. And again, I would encourage you, if you haven't listened to the last show, please, you're going to want to listen to that show. It's a great show. But we're also going to talk about today, you know, what does the Bible say about it? Was Jesus packing heat? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what, is, what does the Bible say about it? I don't think that's super important. So number six arguments is that gun-free zones are safe spaces. Again, this is one of those ones that baffles me. I do not understand the rationale behind this right so the opposite is true gun free zones are actually a magnet for mass shooters right just think about it think about it think about it if i'm a bad guy and i know that no one in a theater or a church or we i call these i call those soft targets you know churches theaters you know places where people are They're just, they're paying attention up front, you know, like the worst time in church, in my opinion. And I don't mean this, (laughs) this is going to come out real funny, but I was talking to my brother one day who's in law enforcement and and he was saying this. He's like, one of the worst times in church is when they say, bow your heads and close your eyes because no one at that particular point, unless you have trained security,
0: is watching. I'm a rebel though. I don't bow my head or close my eyes. I squint my eyes and I look around, <laughs> like a child. Who's who's raising their hands for this one? No. Well, uh, anyways, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's just, and I'm a very, I'm just, I just happen to be a very vigilant person anyway. I think I'm always thinking about risk and safety. I don't know if it's because I work in human resources. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like even before I worked in human resources, I was always a risk security kind of guy. And so... I'm always thinking about the what ifs and what's, you know, like watching people and making sure, you know, because people, you just, you just never know. Right. And, but truly these are soft targets, right? So if you go into a theater, you're sitting there watching, watching this movie, it's the premiere weekend, you're not paying attention to anything like, and on top of that, no one is supposed to bring a gun. Why wouldn't you as a criminal go into a place where no one has guns. I mean, like that, that's like the perfect place to go. So this idea that gun-free zones make you safer. I mean, I just don't under, and if you guys have some rationale beyond this, please. Uh, You know,
0: comment, comment on our social media. Yeah. Message us. Put this post out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Message us on on social media and and, and help us understand. But there is no way that you could tell me at the moment that I've researched that that gun free zones are safer. In in my opinion, it makes it, you know, it it, it makes it worse. And so, you know, I, I think we just need to be really careful. You know, when we're when we're talking about these things. You know, people that are, <laughs> people that are crazy, they prefer unarmed people, right? Like, well, you know, like, same thing with somebody breaking into your house. If they know you have a gun, it is less likely that they're going to break into your house because that would be stupid. But if they it know, would but they wouldn't, but if they know that you don't have a gun, why wouldn't they break into your house? Unless you're The Rock and you can just take them on, like, you, you know, you're, de- you're defenseless, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so
0: yeah, I mean and, and I always tell my wife, we've had a couple instances where we thought someone was breaking in in multiple homes, and I've always I leave my guns unracked so that the racking of the gun yeah would would be me using the gun hopefully wouldn't have to be the end all. it would be the racking, oh no, this guy's got a gun, I'm leaving.
1: Yes, type of thing. Yes,
0: But that's why I like having a gun in my home. As a gun owner, it makes me nervous that I have guns in my home because I have kids, I have family members. So I have to make sure that I'm taking the proper precautions with my guns and making sure they're locked up in a place that only I can get to them. But it does make me feel comfortable knowing that my home isn't a gun-free home and it is a safe zone because of that, because there is a gun in the home. And so, with that being said, I just, again, you think about schools that had drug, and, and this is the, the common argument against that, drug-free zones. Mm-hmm. It, there's never been a drug-free zone.
1: <laughs> there's Listen,
0: been signs, this school is a drug-free zone. And I was like, in 10th grade, like, that's funny. <laughs> this is the furthest thing from a drug, my home is drug-free, but that sign right there on the school brick wall, no, there's kids smoking dope in the bathroom right underneath that sign.
1: A hundred percent. Listen, I went to private schools most of my life. Okay. And I remember a one particular private school that I went to, and these weren't rinky dink schools. I mean, they were good schools, right? You know? Um, And listen, they had to bring the police in with dogs. Because there was so much, people were bringing drugs. They were hiding them in the bathroom in the rafters. And we had those drop ceilings, those ceiling tiles. They were hiding roaches and all kinds of stuff in those ceiling tiles, right? Yep. So there is no such thing, even in a Christian, supposedly more safe, you're actually paying for your kid to go to school, you know, private school, all the things, right? Still, there were drugs.
0: Yeah. And and remember, we're having this conversation because there's a side of the gun law, the gun control that says, if we crack down on gun control, homicides, mass shootings, mass murders, those numbers are going to go down. And then there's the, the other side of the argument that's saying, listen, all of this evidence is inconclusive. There's nothing that's consistent. There's no number that's consistent to saying that. And so, we have this constant argument back and forth where it's like, well, are guns just being singled out for another purpose? And so, we're having these discussions because of this. And some of these debates would lean one way or the other, while some of them, it's just about educating ourselves on the actual debate. We see the seventh out of the the top 10 arguments, the seventh argument is, you know, if we place stricter gun laws in cities, we won't have shooting problems. That's one of the beliefs. Again, science wouldn't prove that if we looked at the statistics, it wouldn't prove that places with stricter gun laws don't have shooting problems. No. Um, actually, it's a, little, it's, a, it's a little bit worse, and I want to explain this to you, but if you look at Chicago, now Chicago is a city with some of the strictest gun control laws in the nation, and you would think rightfully so. Because there have been a lot of homicides by gun in the city of Chicago. A lot of gang-related murders by guns in Chicago. But in the year 2016 alone, Chicago saw 762 gun deaths and experienced 4,331 shootings. My goodness. France, France, listen to this. Now, France, where there were 532 casualties from mass shootings in 2015, as a comparison... America experienced 527 casualties from mass shootings over an eight-year period from 2009 to 2016. So, those numbers mean that France, which has incredibly strict gun control and is one-fifth of our population, they experienced eight times the amount of casualties from mass shootings in just one year. Right. Yeah. And that's with stricter gun laws in just one year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the, again, the evidence isn't conclusive enough for a guy like me. It's not conclusive enough to say, hey, we need stricter gun laws. That's going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. If I looked at those numbers, I would say, no, stricter gun laws are going to make one side of the argument feel better and the other side of the argument feel unheard.
1: Right, right. Yeah, 100%. And I, I just want to go back to what, you were, what we were saying just a, a couple of minutes ago, when we were talking about you know, gun-free zones or safer zones. I, I just look, if as of as a father and as a husband, I feel that it is my duty to protect my wife and children at all costs. I don't care what 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 that looks like. So, yep. you know, and yes, look, Kyle and I both have guns and we're, you know, we're responsible gun owners. You know, I but I'll tell you right now, if you think that you're going to come into my house and you're going to hurt my wife. Or my daughters, you're going to meet immediate justice. That, that, like, that, is, that is going to happen to you. Like, yeah. it, there is no, there's no two ways around it because what am I going to do? Am I just going to stand there and allow you to come and, and do whatever you want to do to my family? Absolutely not. All right. I feel safer and I know that my family is safer at night because I have a firearm within reach. If any of my alarms or something happens on my cameras or anything is tripped, right? Like I, I will know, and it will be met with justice, period. That, that no questions will be asked. I'm not going to try to figure out what the amendment says. I'm not going to try to figure out what, no, I'm going to protect my family.
0: Yep. And th- th- this happened to us the other night. Our garage light was on. like at like 11 o'clock at night. It was on. It should never have been on. It was on. So I'm sitting out and my wife's staring out the bedroom window. And she's like, now we have an alleyway that backs up to our garage. And we've had the most random people walking through our alleyway. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe someone got into our garage. Well, we're looking and then all of a sudden the light turns off. So I'm like, well, now I got to go check this out. Mm -hmm. I felt a lot more comfortable that I had a nine millimeter with me right while I went and checked it out because I have to as a dad I have to go and hey make sure no one's in there I go in there without a gun and he's got a gun or she's got a gun I'm being met with justice right, right. away you know what I'm saying right and now and now my family's at stake so luckily it was my sensor fell off the thing and it broke and now I have to get a garage door company out there to fix my garage door but the thing is, is I was, I was able to go and handle a situation that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to handle had I said, hey, we're a gun-free zone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, Like, yeah. I was able to go and do what I needed to do. And so, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just feel like I know that I feel, I felt safe knowing we had a security guard with a gun in our school. I know that I would feel safe knowing that my daughters went to a school where the security was armed to protect them with any means necessary in that school.
1: Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Another argument that people have is, is that reducing guns will reduce gun violence. Again, I just feel like this is a very irrational point of view. Like I I just, and, and again, guys understand that I, it's not because I'm pro gun. I'm trying to look at this with the left part of my brain. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm trying to look at this and be intellectually honest. Like, it, it, it's not about emotion. It's not about, but it, it's literally being intellectually honest and saying, is reducing guns, w- reducing guns, will that really reduce the gun violence or will that reduce violence in general? Because, like we said last week, the majority of murders do not happen with a gun. It happens with hammers and some type of blunt object, right? So how is it that reducing guns, right? The, the, here's the thing. We see a lot of this stuff because of the news, okay? We don't see, oh, somebody was bludgeoned to death. Oh, somebody, you know, beat somebody with a hammer. I mean, every once in a while, we'll see that on like 48 Hours Investigates or whatever. I watch a lot of documentaries, so I see a lot of that stuff, Right you know? yeah, But that's not the stuff that usually makes the news, the domestic violence where somebody just beat somebody to death, right? You don't hear a lot about of that. But if someone shoots somebody or if it's a mass shooting, you do hear about that, okay? Right. Now, but think about this. If you think about a couple of the things that happened, so think about the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Okay, so you reduce gun violence, or you reduce guns. Would, would yes. that have changed- the scenario on 9/11 2001 absolutely not what about the boston marathon bombing would that look like would reducing gun violence would that have changed the scenario that day right i mean we could go from, from thing to thing from from catastrophe to catastrophe and and see now don't get me wrong yes are there mass shootings Absolutely. And and we'll talk about that a little bit, a little bit more. But when it comes to strictly reducing guns, there's a lot of things that happen in society that have nothing to do with guns.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, just to segue from that, there's a lot that happens in society because those who do have guns don't respond fast enough. That's right. And one of the arguments we find here is, and I've even heard this in person where they say, well, I believe only law enforcement and military should have guns. Hmm. that's it only the, well first of all that that directly opposes the second amendment so that that's that's just an argument that we shouldn't even have but the second argument to that is i mean i can't believe i'm going to quote this guy on our podcast but in one of 50 cent songs he literally oh, talks about listen, listen 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 i'm just kidding and i'm <laughs> going to say that because that's a lie but he says police responses are never fast enough to shots fired. Yeah. So the fact that we think law enforcement should be the only ones that have guns, when seconds count, law enforcement is often minutes away. Yeah. And according to the Homeland Department of Homeland Security, the average duration of an active shooter incident at a school is 12 and a half minutes. In contrast, the average response time for law enforcement is 18 minutes. Now, this is not a dig towards law enforcement. We we love the guys in blue. We absolutely respect Mm -hmm. them. This probably is more of a dig at the funding. This is probably more of a dig at the ability to put our police officers in an opportunity of success at Mm -hmm. what they do. Mm -hmm. They're there because they want to stop school shootings, they're there because they want to prevent shootings. However, they don't necessarily have the resources it takes to get there in time to do what they've got to do, whether that's manpower, vehicle power, you name it, they're too stretched. A firearm is the best method of self-defense for a single mother, for a father, uh, defending their children from a home intruder. Yeah. If police officers need firearms because of violent people they encounter, then surely the average citizens need firearms as well, because police officers are still human, yeah. just like us. Yeah, We're the ones who have to face the violent people without backup while the crime is being committed. Mm -hmm. I have never been a proponent, I don't think I'll ever be a proponent of the guys and girls who say, well, law enforcement should just have tasers. Well, they should just have rubber bullets. No, I don't believe that. Because again, as law enforcement officers, they're still human. They still have to protect themselves. Now, does that mean that every law-abiding citizen is going to make the right decision? In the moment of stress? No. Nope. Doesn't mean law enforcement is going to either. And there is a justice system for that. That's right. However, we cannot deny because we have a lapse in judgment. We just can't deny people their right to defend themselves either.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just a nonsensical argument in my opinion, you know, but, you know, we we can agree to disagree at at any time on any of these. Yep. And then number 10. Is a popular one too that high capacity magazines should be banned, and I mean we we could we could go all over with these things, and we can say you know I mean there's a lot we could say f- for these, but I mean just take the Columbine shooters for for instance, right? The, the facts just don't support this. One of the Columbine shooters used ten round magazines. The Virginia Tech shooter used mostly. 10 round magazines. And then another shooting that happened in Florida at a school, he had an AR-15 style type rifle, but he used 10 round magazines to commit the crime. So saying that somehow that we're, you know, if, if we just ban the high capacity magazines, that these things won't happen. It's just, it's just not true.
0: My handgun holds more rounds in my clip than some AR 15s do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But AR 15s are being targeted. Right. Yes. My SIG, my P320 SIG, holds five more rounds than that 10 round magazine.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And here's what me and Kyle are talking about this is where the education is so important because you see that on paper you see somebody put a post up and they say we should just ban these uh these these high capacity magazines they, they they should just be banned this is ridiculous you know okay well let's actually look at the facts let's look at things that have actually happened and you know if, if you were to tell if, if you were to ask somebody what did the columbine shooters use what did they they nine times out of 10 because they've seen so much Stuff on social media about it. Oh, yeah, they had one of those AR 50. They had one of those rifles that holds, you know, just magazines. I mean, it's almost like they're they're Rambo, right? Like that. That's what the picture that people have that they've got bullets hanging across their chest and they're just like they have a 50 cal in their hand. Like that is what people's idea of this is, and it's just simply not true. Like like Kyle said, the gun that he carries has more rounds than an AR-15. I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, it's either true or it's not true, right? And these are facts. And so, I just think we need to be educated, truly educated before we get on social media, before we, you know, we, we, we start agreeing with media and what media is saying, because you have to understand, you should know this by now is that media will, whatever their narrative, whatever they want the narrative to be, that's how they're going to, that that's, that's how they're going to swing the conversation. Right. And that's on both sides. I'm not just saying yeah. that on the anti-gun yeah. side. Yeah. That's also on the pro-gun side. And that's why you did not hear us talk about statistics based on, you know, if if we reduce gun violence or that gun violence being reduced based on a ban or not a ban, you didn't hear us talk about that. You know why? Because when we did the research, there was no good evidence on either side that any type of gun reform Really works well, right? So we're not going to get on the show because we are, we own guns ourselves and say, right. well, you know, you know, this study that we've seen, you know, you go look it up, people. This study that we've seen says that, you know, if, if guns are, you know, if, if, if guns are in the hands of more abiding, law abiding citizens, then that means that we're going to have a safer community, right? But I also see studies that said the exact opposite, but I'm not right. going to get on here and be biased and give you one, so one source or two sources that supports my view on this, Right, knowing that there's other sources out there that refute that. And we just could not honestly come to you and, and do that. We're, just, we're not going to do that. We have promised our listeners, we will always, if we come on the show about something, one, if we're experts on it, we'll talk about it ourselves, right? We'll do the research, we'll do whatever. If it's something that's way out of our pale and we can't even do research, we feel like our research is not even going to be enough, then we bring an expert on. But our desire is not to sit here and lie to you or try to get you to believe something based on our view or whatever we are just trying to get the truth what are the facts right and that's right. and that's where we're going
0: right and that's that's that was my point with the 15 round clip that i have for my gun i mean you can pick i mean ar's can come in any kind of rounds you want you want but what what the, the problem is is that we're dissecting gun laws Because of school shootings, when the problem isn't the high-capacity magazines, because those kids could walk in with 10 five-round magazines, That's right. the problem is that it takes cops over 18 minutes to get there.
1: Right, 100%.
0: So it doesn't matter what size magazine I've got. If I want to do some damage in 18 minutes with a gun, I'll do it with a gun. If I want to do damage in 18 minutes with a sledgehammer, I'll do it with a sledgehammer. You give me almost 20 minutes to do damage and I'm angry, I'm going to do some damage. Right. The problem, what we're saying is, is that with all this inconclusive evidence, how can we pinpoint it to guns being the problem? That's again, that's not our bias because I've told you as a, as invulnerability. There's points here that I'm like, you know what? I I can agree with that as a gun owner. It doesn't make me feel comfortable to say that, but I've educated myself to say, even though I don't feel like agreeing with that, that makes sense. That's logical. That's statistically correct. But for the most part, on um, both sides of the gun argument, there's nothing consistent enough to say that what we're doing with high capacity magazines, what we're doing or what we want to do with AR-15s, is going to solve the problem. It just isn't the case. There are there are more shocking numbers with police response than there are with high capacity magazines. Yeah, and that and that's that's the heart in that if. With this argument, what I've seen, and it's an uneducated stance, and I will say that because I'm both a hunter and a gun owner. Mm -hmm. And if I owned, I don't own an AR-15, but Kevin, if I owned an AR-15, that would be my rifle of choice to hunt deer with too, okay? Mm -hmm. The accuracy, the fit, the feel, it's going to give me the most ethical shot at the deer, Mm -hmm. all right? So that's why I hunt. It's, it's also an, it's also an ethics. Like I'm not just going to go and want to wound an animal. I want to put it down quickly and it's organic. I've seen the argument where it shows an AR-15 on the left side of the screen and then it shows a deer on the right side of the screen. And the argument is on the left side, it says you don't need this with an AR-15 in order to hunt this with a deer. And then our response as hunters are, I didn't buy the AR-15 to hunt that. I bought the AR-15 to fight the government if I ever had to, or to fight a home intruder if I ever had to. However, I can use that same gun to go and put down an animal of my choice legally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of uneducated people, they think hunters and gun owners, we're just being inconsiderate and we're being naive and we're being careless and reckless by getting a semi-automatic weapon to hunt deer. No, 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 no. We first got the semi-automatic weapon to protect ourselves. We can also use that semi-automatic weapon to harvest animals and to do things that we'd like to do too. So don't don't be that person that uses that argument because mm-hmm. you're instantly going to disqualify yourself from the argument to right. any logical breathing person on this planet.
1: Right. And you know, going back to Kyle talking about how long it takes the police to to come I want you to I want you to consider something. What is the difference between the police coming eighteen minutes later with guns and having a security officer at the school? so that, let's just take a school shooting, for example. What's the difference between an officer coming eighteen minutes later with a gun to subdue a suspect that has come to kill our children? okay and having an officer on site every single day, armed with a gun, so in case something like that does happen, that he can mitigate that and take that down Im- Im- immediately. I'll tell you what the difference is, our dead children. Like, that that's the difference. Like, it, it's, it's it, you know, because if it's okay for a guy to run in 18 minutes later to subdue someone who's shooting, It is even more justified, in my opinion, for someone to be on site to make sure that your children are protected in the first place, and maybe that person never even
0: steps foot inside the door. You want to know what stops that security guard from having a gun in school? Gun-free zones. 100%. And the thought is, because this is a gun-free zone, we don't want to bring a gun in the zone just in case a student gets a hold of that gun and starts shooting up the place. Now the security guard's the reason that there was a shooting. That is so wrong. The boy that takes that gun or the girl that takes that gun, the fact that the gun's there isn't the reason they chose to do it. They were going to do it regardless. Right. That gun didn't persuade them to do it. They would have found a way to do it. Kevin hit it on the head. Why are we waiting 18 minutes for someone to be there with a gun when we could have had someone at ground zero with a gun already?
1: Right. What's the difference? Like, I, I, that's, that's what I don't understand. If it's a, somebody trained. Right. Because we're not going to put somebody we're not saying bring in 18 year old Johnny that just graduated in the in the the last year's class and doesn't have any training. And he's like, I just want to be here to protect my school. That's not what we're saying. But we're talking about people who are training firearms, either an actual police officer or an actual security guard who has went through training. Right. To have these. We know he's legally carrying because he's went through all of his background checks and all of the things. Right. Why wouldn't we want that person to have, to have the gun?
0: And you'll hear stories of security guards that have stopped gunmen yes. from going any further because they were on site and they had guns or police officers. I have a friend who is one of, I don't, I don't remember what it's actually called. It's, it's a term for the police officer on campus, but I love it. Yeah, like it's an actual police officer, not a security guard. Yeah, he was trained to be out in society. They've now taken him and put him in the school system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, want to know what's a deterrent? Pulling up to a school and seeing an SUV with that police logo on it. Yeah, knowing that somewhere inside that school there's one, if not two, armed police officers. Right, waiting to not just radio in that there's a gunman, right. but also attack the gunman when everybody else is hiding. They're doing the opposite. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it it baffles me that 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 is something that we think needs to stop.
1: Right. And and my thing is, what's the odds? I mean, we say, like, oh, well, what if if one of the kids gets a hold of the gun and and it goes off? What's the odds of that happening versus the odds of somebody just coming in and mowing down about 10 kids? I'll tell you right now, the odds on somebody mowing down about 10 kids is unfortunately more reasonable to think that could happen in a, in a place where they know there is no guns rather right. than you know some careless police officer recklessly carrying his gun some kid gets a hold of it. Like it it just doesn't hold water folks it just doesn't make sense, and my thing is let's be intellectually honest let's not be emotional about it right i and I get it, it it's an emotional subject. I, I totally understand yeah, that. Yeah. But we've got to look at the facts. We've got to look at and It's not because I just want to have a gun. No, I want to protect you. I, listen, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. You know, you talk about love your neighbor. Come on. Listen, I, you're going to be happy if I'm if I'm in a store and I'm behind you in line and somebody decides to rob the cashier that we're both in line. You're going to be mm-hmm. real happy when I pull out my gun and confront that suspect, right? Because mm-hmm. because you know what, that could have been your life. That could have been a grandmother dead. You you're a sister, you're a wife, you're a whatever, you're a mother, you're whatever, right? Yep. But I just spared your life not because not because I just want to have a gun just to have one so I can look cool, but I'm ha- I want to have a gun so that I can protect you. Yeah. Right? Like not yeah. like 9 times out of 10 if I've got it and I'm out in a, in a, in a mall or, or whatever, and I mean, I know most malls, you, you can't carry a gun. But, you know, w- the places that you can, right? Yeah. You're, gonna, you're, you're going to be happy and so will your family be happy. I don't think there's ever a person who has come back that is, their life has been saved where they said, you know what? I wish you didn't have that gun. Like, I, I, wish, I wish you would have. You know, I, th- that's why I don't like guns. Because look at what you did. You just saved my life. And I don't I don't think that was appropriate, right? Who says that? No one says that, right? So let's not get emotional
0: <laughs> about something that will save your life. So with that being said, with that being said, love your neighbor, right? Right. Do you think do we think Jesus would have supported carrying? We do. <laughs> we do. We do.
1: And here's let's let, and, and and this is where I think we really need to to center this conversation is what, and I know it's what would Jesus do, the bracelets, the things I know, but truly what would Jesus do? What would, if, if Jesus had to, if Jesus was not God and he had to face the world like we do every single day, right? Mm. What advice would Jesus give to his friends? Okay. Because she doesn't have anything to worry about. I mean, he could, he could make you disappear in, in a nanosecond. So he doesn't have anything to worry about, right? He willingly laid his life down, yeah. right? But for us, <laughs> we're not expected to willingly lay our lives down for, any, I mean, unless we need to, right? For somebody else, right? But, but we're not saving, we don't need to do that, right? So we are to protect our families and we are to protect ourselves if at all possible, Right. So, what would Jesus say to his friends? And I think if you're going to, if we're going to look at that, we got to have, we have to go to Luke 22. Okay. And in verse 36, now this is Jesus talking to his disciples and they're getting ready to, to, to go and get sent out and all of this. And Jesus was just asking them, like, hey, do you, do you have your stuff with you? Do you have everything that you need with you? All right. And he was telling them what they needed to take. So here, here's the verse, Luke twenty two thirty six. He said to them, his disciples, "But now, if you have a purse, take it. Make sure you have your money, and also a bag, right? Make sure you have your belongings. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. All right. So now let's 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 dissect that for a second. The sword at that particular time." was the most lethal weapon of that day. If you were to see a Roman soldier walking around the streets, like you would see our police officers, you would see that they had a sword at their side, and that sword was to be used if there was danger. So just like a police, police officer runs into a building with a gun, they would have ran into a building with a sword right? If they were confronted on the street and they needed to defend themselves, they would have took their sword. They did not have guns, as you know, back then. They didn't have that technology, right? But it was the most lethal weapon of that day. Jesus tells his disciples, who are not police officers, who are not soldiers, who are not anybody in law enforcement at all. They were just regular human beings, just like me and you. He tells them, listen, guys, you're getting ready to go out in society you're getting ready to go out in the world i am not going to be physically with you in a lot of these situations right and or in really in any of them because once he 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 left they were on their own right and so he said make sure you take your purse make sure you have money with you right that's normal mm-hmm. we would say that to every anybody like you're about to go out make sure you've got some cash on you all right make sure you take your belongings make sure you take the things that you need or you want with you. And then he said, and if you don't have a sword, not only did he say, if you don't have a sword, hey, you know, along the way, why don't you try to fig- see if you can get one? He goes, no, 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 sell your clothes and buy one. <laughs> like, it was very important to Jesus that his friends had self-defense. And so, I, I think we, when we look at, the, when we look at guns, and we look at what that is today, and you can just translate that to guns today. There's no reason and no way, and I've researched this and researched this, there's no way that you can interpret this scripture in any other way. Swords were the most lethal of that day. Guns are the most lethal and personal weapon that we can carry today. I mean, if you want to carry a sword around, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think you can do that,
0: right? <laughs> that would be so sweet.
1: You know, but, but you, have a, you have a gun.
0: And you have, to, you have to understand, too, because this sounds like, oh, Kevin and Kyle, they're just biased towards having a gun. No, no. Notice he says, go and buy one. Yeah. There were laws to even getting swords back then, just like there are laws to getting a gun now. And they had to follow those rules. They had to follow those laws. But those laws did not infringe on their right to have a sword. And that's what culminates this, this debate here is, listen, there need to be laws as long as those laws do not diminish our ability to stand up against our government. That's right. Laws need to be in place, but so does our freedom and so does our rights.
1: And, and if you've seen anything in history or you read history, whatever, you will know, like one of the reasons why America is the America that it is today and that you don't have people from the government coming and knocking your doors down and taking your Bibles and do like do doing whatever they do in some of these other countries is because we have that freedom. The Constitution protects our rights to be able to do certain things, right? So it protects us religious-wise. Religion, right? You can pr- practice whatever religion you want, right? You can have your your guns in your home. You can do all of these things. But if you want to start taking those things away, we will become some of the, the, the third world countries that we see where, you know, where the government just comes in and just barges in, knocks down the door with their guns and threatens you, and you can't have a gun. Like, that's just not what we, america was built on and i think we just need to take we need to take the emotion out of it and to a certain extent and say is this logical not my political narrative right it it doesn't right. matter if this separates you from your party let it separate you but at least be honest be intellectually honest there are things right. that that you know our party and, 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 you know, believe that I, you know, sometimes I look back and I say, you know what, I have to separate myself from that one. You know, yes, I, I belong to this party, but I don't think that that's wise or that's right. Or I agree with that or whatever the case may be. Right. And mm-hmm. I still have to be intellectually honest, not, and not just go along with it because it's my party. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, Uh, and and let me just say this, at the end of the day, this should not divide us. This is not a heaven or hell issue. This is not whether Jesus Christ is, is the true God or anything like that. Like this is not, this should not divide us. We have to learn because I believe that there are people on either, on both sides that have legitimate arguments and that have legitimate solutions to the problem. But because of the way our society is right now, we're so partisan. That it's, it's, you know what, whatever my party believes, I don't care how radical it is, I don't care how crazy it yeah. is, I'm going with that party because I hate the other one. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and this is on both sides. Yeah, We're all is. guilty of this. And I never want to be the type of person that is so in a bubble of my party that I can't see the other side, because that's what makes America beautiful, is that we can come together and say, okay, you have a solution. I have a solution. Is there a way that we can meet in the middle? You get a little bit of what you want. I get a little bit of what I want. And we go home happy, right? That, like, that's the beauty of America. But it is turned into, if it's not my party, I don't care what you say. I don't care how rational it is. I, I'm not doing it. And I'm going to do everything I can to shut you down and shut you out. That is not godly. It is not biblical, and it certainly is not American. And so I think it, what America truly was built on, right? So again, let's look at the example that Jesus took, and instead of us being emotional about it and saying, well, I just, I, you know, something just don't sit right with me. That's fine. It doesn't have to sit right with you, and you don't have to have a gun. Right. But don't throw that on everyone else and, and say, well, now, this, because clearly, Jesus, it's as if you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, let's look at what that scripture says. I don't know how else we, we come to a, a different, you know, we, we've, we've got to, and again, if you don't agree with what we're saying, and that's totally fine, right? We love you, we respect you, and we've, you are just as valid as anyone else.
0: Yeah, I got a question before we close out. Hmm. You're going to laugh at this, but if Jesus were to carry, what style do you think Jesus was? You think he was a Glock? You think he was a revolver? You think he's carrying an AR? What do you think?
1: Listen, there are people right now, and I'm going to come to you guys' defense, because there are people (laughs) right now who don't (laughs) agree with us right now. They don't don't agree with us, and they are just sitting there going, I just want you to know. So when Kyle just asked that question, (laughs) this is behind the scenes stuff. One of my lights that I use uh, literally just went Just went out. And I and I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, did my power just just go out or you know because we've been having a lot of wind here lately, so I don't I don't even know if I don't know something didn't like what he said and it
0: won't yeah that it was God saying close it up dude right,
1: yeah right, yeah yeah and it won't turn it won't it keeps going out but anyways so here's 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 what I would say there are people and I'm gonna come to your defense guys because Kyle is crazy and he's taking it there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just (laughs) telling you, there are some of you that are literally going nuts right now, just thinking (laughs) of your precious savior with a gun strapped and, and, and (laughs) across his chest, right? Or- May not
0: be the imagery we needed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm just saying, because I know that's what people are thinking right now. So Kyle is sorry, but he has a point. And it's he's being, uh, you know, he he has a point. What would Jesus carry?
0: I don't know. I think Jesus would be. Listen, we're not saying we're not. It was just a sarcastic question. I'm sorry. Sometimes I take it to the sarcastic level. (laughs) But (laughs) he wouldn't have carried a revolver. I'll tell you that. I think I think because he was so automatic. Oh my goodness!
1: Oh my goodness! (laughs) We must end the show now,
0: guys. <laughs> we, I really, we have to All end right. the show. Guys, guys. thank you, thank, thank you for, for listening. Listen, catch us on social media. Catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Listen, even if you've got a problem with what we've said, yeah, we know what we're saying. We research it. We have no problem if you don't agree. We don't expect you guys to always agree. Uh, that would be fake. Okay. We want to be real. We want to be honest. We believe that we can have listeners that don't agree with us. I listen to the sports talk radio all the time. I don't agree with everything they say, but I love it. I love the dialogue. I love the banter back and forth. And it gets my creative juices flowing. It gets my internal knowledge flowing. And so, listen, I may say things at time that catch you off guard that you don't like. That's okay express it. You're not going to hurt my feelings. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what our audience is thinking. We may not always agree, but we're still going to love you and we pray that you love us through it too. So listen, <laughs> find us on social media, comment. We want to have dialogue with you guys and we want to know what you're thinking.
1: Yeah. And guys, I can't stress this enough because we, we and, and we're going to start an email list soon or either a text list. We just got to figure that out behind the scenes. But there's a lot of you guys listening all over the place. We just want to get to know you. We appreciate you listening every week. And so, you know, I would say, you know, find our social media page. pages, Thinking Out Loud, and you'll see our logo there. And, it, 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 you know, we have a, a kind of a cover picture that just says uh, helping you navigate culture from a biblical perspective. Find our Facebook page, go like that Facebook page, and then message us. Message us to say, "Hey, I'm listening from you know," and just tell us where you're listening from. And yeah. you know what else? We'd like to know. How'd you hear about the show? Because a ton of our audience is all over the United States, and you guys didn't know us before this show. So tell us how did you find out about the show? And we'd love to hear from you. So so do that. And then again, if you're on Apple, scroll all the way down to the bottom and rate and review us. We really appreciate that. It helps us a ton. And again, share, share, share the show. And we love you guys so much. And we will see you next week. God bless you.